Hey guys, today on the podcast, we are talking to April, who is our resident postpartum doula here at Latch Mama. We're going to talk about postpartum doulas, what they do, why they're important, and other things that you can do to prepare for the postpartum if you do not have a doula. Hope you like it. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. We are talking today about postpartum stuff. Oh, the many, many postpartum topics that there are. Um, But we are going to start today by talking about postpartum doulas. We recently had a birth doula on the podcast um, who will continue to come back to answer some questions. And we are lucky enough at Latch Mama to have a resident postpartum doula, which when April originally joined our team, I didn't realize how much um, of a bonus her postpartum mothering skills would be to me and everybody else. Um, but uh, April is here today to talk about what a postpartum doula is, how much they cost, how to get one. And then if you can't quite afford one, what are some really important things um, you know you can do in preparation for the birth to help you feel more prepared kind of in the postpartum and some things you might be able to line up um, if you don't actually have a postpartum duty yourself. So hi, April. Hi. So nice to hang out with you. Yeah, you too. Um, So for those of you who don't know, once you have a baby, the whole world kind of changes in a very, very beautiful, wonderful way. And whether it's your first baby or your 10th baby, there is always an adjustment period. Um, I laugh around the office. Somebody will ask me how old Catherine is. And if somebody else answers and shorts me a couple of weeks and says, you know, she's three months, two weeks old, but she's actually four months old, I will interrupt them immediately and tell them that I've earned every single bit of those four months (laughs) Um, because it is difficult and it's hard. And I think that we're living in a society right now where we don't necessarily make it a priority to support our moms once they have the baby. It's all about them while they're pregnant and then they have the baby and it becomes all about the baby. And I think in some ways we have been kind of taught to think that way while we're pregnant too. And then forget the fact that we need some basic things once we become moms again ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about what a postpartum doula is, what your kind of scope of practice is, how you got into it, all that jazz. Sure. Okay. So um, I guess I'll start with what gave me the heart for what it is. Um, my first child was very, very difficult. Um, in the sense that I think she had some undiagnosed colic or something going on. Um, there was definitely, or I guess reflux, like definitely a lot of um, major, major spitting up, um, very fussy, just could never quite settle very well. Um, so I just remember being at home by myself, living far away from family. Um, and then just holding this baby and bouncing and trying to swaddle and trying to get her to calm down and not really knowing what I was doing. And I'd been around babies my entire life. So I just didn't understand like what was happening and, um, why this was not something I could succeed at, um, and figure out, um, 
And, you know, it's like as soon as you get her settled down and you try to put her down, for example, she'd wake back up and um, just hungry. You know, I'm hungry. She's hungry. We're both tired. We both need showers and baths and (laughs) we laugh april and i laugh around the office that our introduction to motherhood was very very similar because i had a super colicky refluxy baby as my first child as well and i just thought that's what motherhood was you know and i thought that you know this this was so hard it was by far the hardest thing that i ever had to do in terms of surviving that first six months to first year with him because he never ever ever settled down yeah Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know what a postpartum doula was. I didn't, I, I knew nothing. Yeah. So. so I think, you know, and my, my subsequent two kids were like super easy dreams. So it made me realize, oh, okay, that was not probably the norm. And there were maybe some things I could have done or some help I could have gotten, but I didn't know to ask. And I didn't know what I was needing to ask, like what I needed to ask for. Absolutely. Um, so, um, anyway, so I got into this business and I absolutely loved being able to, um, go into families' homes, um, with a little perspective, with a lot of knowledge, um, postpartum doulas get trained on evidence-based information. So I'm not giving you my opinion. I'm giving you evidence-based factual information. For the mom to then make her own educated decision on whatever the topic is so my goal is not for you to parent the way I parent it's for you to find your way um as a mom or as parents on how you're going to take care of your brand new baby um so it's really fun to kind of watch parents try on different parenting styles and different approaches and figure out what's best for them um while you're arming them with information um and giving them some time and confidence building along the way as they're trying to figure out you know how they're going to parent this child so it's real practical stuff um like tips on soothing an infant or maybe checking latch for if you're nursing um uh you know a lot of newborn like is this normal kind of newborn questions that parents ask and then it's real practical assistance as well so one of the first things I would do is go in and say how was your night last night so you can get a lot of information out of that (laughs) what a loaded question (laughs) to a new mom for sure So how was your night? And so then they'll explain, you know, how things went, maybe how little of sleep they got, what happened, what their frustrations may be. Um, And then we'll talk about like, say some basic goals. So this is like, do you want to get a shower while I'm here? Would you like to take a nap? Um, And then what questions do you have? So it's just kind of being there. It's a lot of couch time, just kind of sitting and, and letting them process. Because it can be a super lonely time. Yeah. I mean, it can be a super isolated, lonely time because you can look at your partner and you can ask for help or you can explain how you're feeling. But it's so different than actually having another mother there or another female there that can really remember how it all feels, you know? Right. And I think what's different about a postpartum doula as opposed to a friend or a family member Mm -hmm. is again that piece where I'm not trying to um, put my beliefs uh, or the way I did something I'm not trying to justify that to you and then try to can you know talk you into the fact that that's something you should do too it's letting you develop your own 
um, way that you're going to go about this new journey that you're on. Um, so I think postpartum doula's first focus on the mom. So I want to make sure that she is feeling supported, that she's getting what she needs, whether that be, like I said, that nap or I'll make her some lunch, you know, just some basic things like that. And then um, kind of next comes the baby. So what questions do you have about the baby? Um, and just helping them also with a lot of firsts. So like that first bath or that first trip to Target or Do you go to tar- you've gone to Target with moms? Yeah, yeah. That's so fun. Because that can be scary. What am I going to yeah. do with this baby? Like I yeah. have this big carrier now or I've got this brand new baby wearing contraption. Like how am I going to do yeah. all of that it's taking stuff? taking me right back to eight years ago and being so overwhelmed. I mean, it's such a such a crazy, crazy time, but it's so, what's so hard for me is that there was nobody there to tell me how normal feeling overwhelmed was. And it sounds like, you know, you can be beside somebody and saying, Hey, you know what? You're doing a great job. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Let's figure like it out this together. is a lot. The, yeah. You're feeling like this is a lot and that's because it is. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so, but then that's where you do get to throw in like some little tricks like, Hey, um, park closer to the cart rack or the mm-hmm. cart corral. Yeah. So that you don't have to keep going back and forth or you can put the baby in the um, car and mm-hmm. then you're right there to put your cart away. Yeah. Or tie your like Moby wrap or whatever it is that you're wearing before First, you get in the car yeah. and then you drive there and it's all ready. Yeah. You know, I learned that yeah. pretty, pretty far into the process, but I learned that was a yeah, much super smart. Thing. So just some little also because I've been there and done that, like yeah. some real practical things too. Um, so then we also talk about, you know, how are things going with your partner, your husband? So that there's a huge identity change and role um, adjustment that needs to be made. And so I think a, a valuable thing that a postpartum doula can do is to just be that sounding board as Absolutely. well when it comes to the dad, the partner, the husband, the 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 other piece because every relationship's changing I mean the mom's getting to know the baby but then there's also a dramatic shift regardless like I said if it's number one or number five in the partner's relationship as well yeah that it sounds like you get to be there and and help kind of navigate that as well that- right so giving maybe just like I said being that sounding board or that listening ear Um, maybe giving some ideas. Sometimes moms feel like they have to take on all of the responsibility for caring for this baby. Um, And they may not even voice what it is that they need or what they're feeling by taking on that burden. And it's not burden, you know what I mean, though, but like that responsibility. Absolutely. So um, maybe even helping them like process and work through what is it that you could, let's just say, you know, it's your husband. What is it that you could ask your husband to do when he comes home from work? What is it that you need? Maybe it's that he takes um, care of the baby and you go get a shower or you go take a walk. Or what something my husband did, which was so nice, was in the middle of the night, I was very slow to get moving. It was always like, what's happening? What's going on? And he was a light sleeper. So he would jump up, he would get my babies. He would change their diaper. So nice. And then he would bring them to me. So then he'd go back to bed, but then I would nurse them. And it just gave me a little bit more time to just figure out, like, what's happening? What's going on? 
And that made me feel very supported. I did not feel alone in the middle of the night. Though he had gone back to bed, I did feel like he helped me make that adjustment and just that five, 10 extra minutes that he took to be with us for that moment. Absolutely. You know, so whatever that might be for you. Um, a lot of times I advocate like, hey, let's give, let's make sure that dad has like a job because sometimes yeah. guys don't always bond really easily at the beginning with newborns. That can be a little harder for them. They like a little bit more feedback. Absolutely. So what's something that they can do that's kind of their job? Maybe that's bath time or maybe that's taking the baby for a walk or something that they, or maybe tummy time, like something that's their thing yeah. that they take ownership of and they really enjoy getting to do. Yeah, it's taken me 10 years and five babies to realize that I spent my partner, I mean, who knows if it's a male thing in general, really like direction. And like if you give them a specific job, they're going to do it. And it's amazing. And it and they'll I'll, get like excited about it. That's yeah. my thing. And That's I think, what I do. And I think for so long, I didn't want to give him the direction because I wanted him to come up with it. And I wanted him to be like, oh, honey, do you want to go take a bath? It's been a long day. I've been out of town. Like, that's what I, th- I thought was going to happen. But now I'm like, hey, I'm going to go take a bath. And if you could make sure the kids don't die, that would be great. <laughs> and I know that seems really funny, but like he enjoys that. Like he likes the fact that, you know, the, the direction is there. So I can kind of understand especially in those very overwhelming newborn days, you know, to give them direct jobs, how that Mm -hmm. could work really well. Yeah. And you are the one that has been home all day. So you know what has happened, you know, kind of what the routine is. Maybe, maybe you're starting to predict what that baby might need next. And he walks in sort of completely clueless to the whole environment What's happened that day? Has it been a good day, a frustrating day? Is it time for the baby to eat or is it time for the baby to take a nap? So it is good to give a little direction because you are the one coming with a little bit of that history from the day. So how do you find a postpartum doula? Oh, good question. So I know here in Richmond, there are organizations. um, We have one called Richmond Doulas. That's a group of postpartum doulas and birth doulas. So I would imagine a lot of larger to mid cities have things like that. There's also um, Doula Match is a national organization. Um, So you can go online and look by your zip code and see who's available. Um, also I would just ask around, um, it's definitely something that is getting more and more popular. Moms are just beginning to realize what postpartum doulas are and how they can be valuable. Um, so maybe some of your friends have, you know, used one before and that might be a good resource. Or I would ask, um, you know, if you go to prenatal yoga or if you go to like an OB, like they, they would have some resources as well. A midwife would have some resources. What, um, what is the going rate? Like what is, what's the investment? Um, yeah. So in town, um, again, it probably depends on where you live, but here in Richmond, it's about 25 to $30 an hour. Um, generally I would go for about four hours at a time. Anything less, Seems a little too fast and anything longer. Um, I, I kind of like moms to have some time by themselves during the day, too, because, again, they've got to kind of try on and, you know, yeah, figure it out. Yeah, figure it out on their own. And then you go maybe the next day and they've got a bunch of questions they want to talk through. So four hours to me seem to be a good time slot. Um, there are doulas that specialize in evening or overnight work, which 
I tried. I was miserable at it. I was so exhausted. And then I would come home and yell at my children. Um, <laughs> I was so it probably tired. Takes, a, it takes a special skill <laughs> and special talent to, uh, yeah. to make that work. So they would come and answer again, answer your questions, but probably in a little bit more abbreviated time, maybe do a couple little chores around the house. And then you as the mom would go to bed. They would take over primary responsibility for the infant and um, bring, like say, baby, bring the baby to you to nurse or... You sure you don't want to start practicing that again? (laughs) Maybe maybe come over in a few hours. It is dreamy, right? (laughs) It sounds absolutely dreamy. (laughs) You could show up around eh, seven o'clock tonight. That'd be great, please. But you know that time, like it's not just nursing the baby at night, then it's settling them back down. And so the doula would just do that whole piece, so... And then just bring them when they get hungry again? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of magical. (laughs) But uh, that's awesome. That's cool. Um, what would you? What advice would you give other moms um, who may not be able to afford a postpartum doula in terms of how they can kind of navigate the postpartum period, either by themselves or with friends or family, or you know, what what mm-hmm. pieces of advice would you pass along to them? So first, I would say that. Um, there's a lot of things that you get from a baby shower and a lot of things that you don't need that you get from a baby shower. So first thing I would say is talk to other moms before you put that list together because you may be able to get like that stream down a little bit more and then be able to get people to pay for you to have a postpartum doula or some sort of support. So it's not always about you having to, you know, put that money out. You could get that as a gift. Um, Even if it's just four to six hours, that would be for like those first 10 days of having your babies. If someone came twice, um, that would be really put you off on like a great foot and just help you again gain confidence and hear that you're doing great like this is exactly what you should be doing this is you know all the feelings that you're feeling are completely valid um you know let's talk through those a little bit more so I think that um that's just one idea So, um, but like, let's say that you really, you don't have that as a resource at all. Um, couple things I would do is, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, tell me, you know, if you need anything, let me know. I would come up with what those things are and tell them. Okay. So instead of being like, oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you so much. I would say drop off dinner yeah, on Wednesday. Bring, at yeah, four bring, o'clock. There's a cooler. <laughs> there's a cooler on the front porch. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Oh, and we were talking about this the other day with another group. Um, those visitors that come and drop off food for you, uh-huh. you have no obligation to Absolutely. have them sit in your house for twenty or thirty minutes and hold your baby and talk to you. No obligation at all. Like take that meal and say thank you so much. Like when things <laughs> and then calm shut the down. Door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when things calm down, like yeah. let's get together. But um, no obligation. Um, but so I would say, you know, come up with a couple things that you need. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's they run errands for you or um, maybe they do come and hold your baby or, you know, that like seven to nine time period. Oh, yeah. You know, at night. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're touched out and like they're fussy, maybe. 
if if it's some sweet, you know, mom or grandma or something that wants to come hold your baby, let them come hold your baby. And they they tend to get less worked up about all of those tears than you as the mother do. Um, So give people specific things to do that um, when they ask that question. Um, I would also say cut yourself a lot of slack. So um, you don't have to do the little, um, you know, posting your one month, your two month, your three month on Instagram. You don't have to have your baby dressed in the cutest things all the time. You don't have to have your baby dressed at all. Absolutely. Um, You don't have to do anything other than make that adjustment and focus on taking care of yourself and your baby and everything else can wait. It'll still be there later. Um, so get, cut yourself a lot of slack. That might mean a lot of takeout meals. That might mean you say no to a lot of things that sound like fun, but it's just not the time for right, you know, right now. I mean, I can say, I'll admit this, that Catherine's what now four and a half months old. I have not stepped foot in a grocery store since she was born. And I'm proud of that. We have resources now around, hopefully, most parts of the country, whether Amazon Prime or Instacart or something. We're lucky enough around here to be able to have groceries brought to us. And I understand it's a very large privilege I have in my life. But there's no part of me that feels like I need to go do that to be a successful mother. Like, and we're eating takeout some nights and that's okay. And it's more so because I know the older kids will actually eat dinner and it's less of a fight. And that's okay. Cause that's how much energy I have left at the end of the day. And I think that we just all kind of need to take a deep breath and lower standards a little bit and realize that we're all going to be okay. But I think that there's such a large piece of all of this that we really, really need to start thinking about the postpartum while we're pregnant And I think that we get excited about our baby coming and we get excited about the birth, hopefully. And we think through how we want to have our baby. But then we need to think about what's going to happen after we have our baby. Because I can tell you when you're in the postpartum, you don't want to think about the postpartum. You want you want that basket of snacks already together next to your bed. You know, you you want the freezer meals in the freezer. You know, you want the million onesies in the drawer because your baby's going to go through a million onesies. You want the second case of diapers that you think you're going to return from your baby shower because mm-hmm. you don't need two cases. Yeah, you, yeah keep they that second case. Yeah, <laughs> keep that second case. You know, like you're not going to want to run out. So if there's one thing that I can say as a mom of five is that think about it and mm-hmm. think through it and read the blogs and kind of dig in to what you think. I think I probably have 16 water bottles at home because I'm always losing them. But I know that if I don't have one on my bedside table in the middle of the night, I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to wish I did. So there's things that I think that we can all do and learn from each other and really, really prepare for that time. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. I think because pregnancy and labor happens to us Mm -hmm. we are very focused on making sure that we know what's going on and what's what's happening with our bodies and um, that's important but I agree I think it's important during that time to prepare yourself for that postpartum period Um, it's it's a lot like we've just talked about it's it's role changes it's identity changes it's a whole new person in your life that Um, Yes, you love them, but you have to get to know them. It's a relationship. So like a lot of that takes time. 
and energy and it's a 24 hour clock that we're not used to um as (laughs) people (laughs) we're used to sleeping in the middle of the night but it's like this all of a sudden this 24 hour clock that we're on actually and um, yeah, so I would definitely agree. Prepare, ask and it, questions. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like you said, it's not going and finding the stickers for the onesie outfits for each month. Like it's not. And if that's that's your jam, that's totally fine. And that's where you want to spend your time. But make sure your basic needs in the postpartum are met to begin with. Make sure that you have snacks. Make sure that you have books go to the used bookstore and get some books for the younger kids like make them a box that they can play with while you're breastfeeding your new baby you know like I said make sure there's freezer meals or if you're not into freezer meals get some frozen lasagnas or something like that just once that 37 weeks hit where you know that you can have your baby and you've thought through everything about the birth and everything is set and the clothes are washed and you're ready to go spend that extra time that most women have really really thinking about how you're going to navigate the weeks after the baby comes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you can afford and bring in a postpartum doula, great. If you can't, um, you know, make sure that you're prepared and you bring in some other resources. Thanks, April. You're welcome. That was fun. <laughs>